If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to Perfect Tomorrow, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, a spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real. So let's be perfect. Perfect. perfect mode and first off let me start by telling y'all that we love y'all we're grateful for the opportunity to be anywhere sharing our thoughts the way that we see life hopefully and helping you realize that you are perfect and the reason why i can say that unapologetically is because i know you are one of one numero uno you cannot be duplicated replicated copied however you want to call it and the only reason you will look at yourself and say that you're not perfect is when you're looking at somebody else and saying guess what they got they got it out but guess what you got it out too. And of course, it's yours truly, Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. And I have my boy, Jay Clay, spiritual rapper and teacher. We're about to get in here and talk about the link, the link between mindfulness and money. Money. Mindfulness and money. What up, Jay? What up? Happy Sunday. Happy, happy, perfect Sunday, perfect day with all my perfect people in perfect land, doing all the perfect things because that's all we can do because we us. Uh, yeah, man, it's feeling, it's feeling good on this Sunday day. On this Sunday day. So, so my question, as always, is going to be, well, so, so number one, this is definitely long overdue. That's yeah. what I'll say, first of all. Like, you know, a, a, a major, even though our life is not about money, a major part of our life involves money. I mean, we utilize it to make transactions, to barter, to do all these different things. Um, then, uh, you know, the most major part of our our, our our life is our mindfulness period like just being able to internalize think think things through um just find out what really makes sense for our perfectness so i want to know what your thoughts were and are on mindfulness and money uh in regards to perfect mode man everything everything so <laughs> like okay Mindfulness is everything, just period. Just no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're trying to do. Like when you when you recognize your thought patterns and, and just actions around a subject, and re- you you realize how you're stopping yourself from fully jumping into something. Like you you could be working against yourself. Uh, like one of the common ways with money that I'm sure everyone has heard is like, uh, that's too expensive. You know, saying something like that tells your subconscious that, you know, there's a limit to what you can do or have and that what you can pay for uh and just me personally right now like i'm in this i call it like a, a, a I'm, I'm in the i'm in the sphere of money right now like i'm, I'm all about I'm, I'm in that money mindset I'm, I'm being mindful about it um because you know i went on some trips and i want to get my money up i have some debts that i want to get rid of and it's like <laughs> it's time just do it you've done it before just do it it's not that hard and since i started putting my mind to it and just really focusing on it i'll say this so from last Saturday to this Saturday, every day I received some money, which is crazy. Like whether, like some I did work for, some was gifts, some I sold something, some I found like, but it it was just mind blowing. Like, wow, this is crazy. Like I I started to focus on this and it just happened. And you know, the money hasn't been gifted to me today yet, but you all have a chance to change that. Cash app J Clay first, one ST, but yeah, now. but, yeah, but, but it, it, it's something about the mindfulness of, of anything. Like, put it like this. You know how? Well, no, no, you go ahead. You go ahead first. I'll, I'll come back to that. So I'm going to tell you funniest thing about this conversation, and it might take me a second just to get there, but just kind of, just trying to time together. But you know, me and Charnay, we we have this ongoing conversation. Charnay is my wife. For anybody that doesn't know. 
about um, school and what's necessary uh, for kids. You know, we, we always kind of looking ahead, like when our kids go to college or if they go to college. And one of my biggest sentiments that I've had was college is not the answer for everybody. So I would encourage my kids to do what makes sense for the life that they're trying to lead. So i.e. if they want to be a mechanic, I'm not going to encourage them to go to college when they can go to automotive school to learn how to do cars. It just, to me, it doesn't make logical sense. Um, even though they can go to college and learn how to go through some process to learn how to get cars, I just feel like the, the, the path of least resistance, um, especially when it's going to accomplish the goal and not put you in a situation that's harmful, is definitely ideal. Um, but the reason why I, I, I point that out is because our conversation kind of took a turn last night. And so I was like, she was like, so I, I, I pretty much essentially said, if he decides that he just want to fix toilets for his life, I'm not going to make him go to college. I don't want to make them go to college to, to do toilets. And then she's like, okay, well, I, I mean, I'm with you when it comes to not making them go to school for something that doesn't apply. But she was like, her mindset was, but they're not going to be able to make the amount of money that they want. And I said, well, then now we got a lot of questions to ask. And so this is where mindfulness comes in. Right. And so what I pitched to her in that moment was, see, if we're open minded about what's in front of us, meaning we're mindful about it, then we can see other options to manifest whatever amount of money we want to get from whatever it is. And that's even in selling toilets. And so she was like, well, how? I said, well, how about he creates a business and he has other people clean the toilets for him and he gets to still clean toilets as well. And she said, well, what if he doesn't want to run a business? Again, this is where mindfulness comes in. And I get to ask him, is money even important to him? Because now we're trying to heap on what our expectations of, uh, of financial achievement are onto other people. And so I, I brought all that to the forefront to highlight mindfulness again. And for me, mindfulness removes all the limitation. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I agree. Like similar to that, um, right? Because like one limiting belief is we think we need money to live a certain lifestyle or or certain just however we want to live our life. And the truth is we don't. And in case an example, like I said, I brought up the trips and things, but on these trips, I was not balling like I would have liked to be. Like in fact, it, it was some stuff outside of my control that I'm I'm grateful for that allowed me to go on this trip on these trips that I, that I just took. And I'm amazed. Cause I was like, wow, like I have no money right now, but I'm, I'm living luxury. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on this, this beautiful cruise ship, all inclusive, no money. Nobody knows, nobody cares. It doesn't matter. It's not diminishing me in any way. Uh, and, it, and it's cool, but now I'm, I'm in a space where, okay, now I do. Now I would desire some money. And just by making, just by making a choice, a decision, it's coming to me, but it, it has not, I won't say it increased or diminished my lifestyle at all because I get to set that. And once I change that, my lifestyle will change as well. So that, that's the important thing to, to know. But go ahead. No, no, no. I, I love the, the whole thought process of positive mindfulness. Positive mindfulness. And the reason why I say that is because you can have negative mindfulness as well. And the reason why I say that is because there have been times, bro, when I've been on trips. And I'm going to say it like this. I didn't have enough money. And what I mean by that, there were a lot of things that I wanted to do or that the people around me wanted to do, but we didn't have the money to do those things. But the beautiful part about it was I was on vacation. I was with either my friends or my family at the time, and I was able to do something. And I, I love the fact that you said that you were on this trip. You didn't have enough money. And the reality of it was, no, I, I, I know, I know, but the, but the reality of it was nobody knew that. So the only person that that could be harmful to was you. The only person that in my situations it was harmful to was us. And so what ended up happening in my situation was I had to always say, well, we can't do those things right now because we don't have the funds available for it. And then you can kind of see um, again, positive mindfulness kind of dwindle in other people because they feel like, well, we don't have enough to do these things. But the reality of it is the only person that that's affecting is you, you know, internally. And um, 
you know, I I I, I just love the fact that you uh, uh, put it out like that. And I, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Uh, funny enough, we were. It's like two years ago, we went to uh, Vegas, and I had money. I didn't have enough money to do all the things that we like. And I and I think I told you this story uh, when we went to. It was two different occasions that this actually happened on. But number one was. I didn't have the money to pay for the premium tickets at the NBA uh, league league uh, summer league, so I just bought the passes that I could get. And there was disappointment that was going through the the crowd of people that we were with. But the reality of for me, I was kind of still in the mindfulness of I'm happy and grateful that everything is working out the way that it worked out. And then crazy enough, fortunately, we ended up being in the premium seats. Same thing when it came to the the uh, the, the magic show that we attended. We ended up getting tickets to sit in the back. They ended up moving us to the very front row in front of the magician where we were actually a part of the show. And uh, the, the funny part about it was the mentality that I had, I feel like facilitated it. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, nobody's coming to move anybody that's sitting back looking mad. You know what I mean? But that's that's a whole other story. But go ahead, bro. Yeah. And I, I, I want to just uh, correct, not correct, but you say I didn't have enough money. No, I had no money. I, I, I've never not had any money before. But I was amazed because I, I stepped outside of myself and I'm looking. I'm like, I'm on this high end cruise with all these wealthy people. Everything's paid for. Like, it, it's, it's taken care of. Um, this is a beautiful thing. Like, this is this is amazing. Um and but if you would have asked me before then, like, would you want to go on this cruise? I probably would have thought, oh, I don't have that. That's not that's not for me. I don't have enough money. I can't do this. Can't do that. But we did a lot of activities. A lot of things happened, but money was not spent to do it. And I and I it, it just it was it was amazing to me. Um, and so I, and I, I I love what you said about the mindfulness and the mentality because I had that mentality and I still do have this mentality. And and the the things, the opportunities that are available when you have this open mentality are, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, so I want to jump back in. So number one, I knew, I knew I made that error when I said it. I know you knew I knew <laughs> I made that, but the reason why I said it that way specifically is because how is it possible to go, and this is where your mind, that's why I said having an open mind is everything. How is it possible to be on a ship that you know everybody spent a lot of money to be on and you not have none? Like, how is it, like, this is where mindfulness shows you that money doesn't really always matter. This is when mindfulness shows you that money is not the most important thing because the reality of it is if anybody had to, anybody that was actually on the ship or even anybody that was at my shows that I attended were had to describe me in a, 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 flap of, a, a snap of a finger, they would say financially stable. They would say, like, they would say things that had nothing to do with not having money, for sure. And the reason why is because it doesn't matter, right? And also the fact that you're mentally in a space where you're showing that it's not an issue. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. What, there's this book that I love called The Richest Man in Babylon. I probably read it like once a year. I need to read it this year. Um, it's cool, like, but they, they, they just tell a bunch of different money stories. And one was about a, you know, a guy who was sold into slavery and how he made it out and became a very wealthy person. And you would think like, it's one thing to be in poverty, but to be in slavery, like that's a, that's just a different thing. But one of the things he, he had ended up talking because of his mentality, he had ended up talking to like, a, um, I don't know if it was a queen or some, somebody high up of status. And she asked him, thou's the soul of a, of a free man or the soul of a slave. And I just thought that that was very powerful. And, I, and I'll just take it a step further for everyone watching. Thou's the soul of a, of someone thriving or of someone struggling. And like when you, when you change, when you decide who you are, when you decide the soul that you have, everything will bend to reflect that. And, and just by me making certain decisions, like I said this past week that, you know what, let me, let me go ahead and just get in accumulation mode and receive and, and allow myself to experience the wealthiness that I know that I am. I'm starting to see this just unfold before my eyes. And, and in some ways I'm still in disbelief. I'm like, is it this easy? I know this. I talk about this all the time. It is this easy. Why am I making this harder than it is? 
And but 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 I'll say this real quick. It's the, the, the funny thing is we apply this mindset to a number of things without realizing we just don't do it across the board. So it's like it's, it's you should also be mindful of what you're being mindful of, of what you haven't been mindful of. Go ahead. So no, no. So I mean, I, I want to bring you back now. With that being said, what does this all mean? So mindfulness and money. Now I get it being aware uh, of limitations that not having enough money can give you, right? Um, also being aware of limitations of having too much money can give you, right? Because sometimes you can be above things because of the amount of money that you have available to you at a time. But in the grand scheme of things, the link between being mindful or mindfulness and money opens up a lot or closes a lot of doors from our standpoint how does that help us in life and how do we manage it how do we get better at it so that way we put ourselves in a situation that's beneficial to us you know what i'm saying like yeah. where i'm not hindered by not having it or i am hindered by having too much and just making sure that i'm balancing myself out in a way where i can find the ultimate joy that i'm looking for yeah it's, it's the same way with with everything like you 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 do things, you, you do it in your actions and your actions are like exercising. So if you do a workbook or something, you learn in the course, they always have exercises. But the reason is it allows you to step into practicing this, this being. And exercises could be visualization. It could be meditating on the idea. It could be saying affirmations, but also just being mindful of all the things you say to others. Uh, like, how do you think about people that you see that are very affluent, that, that have a lot of money that are wealthy? What are your thoughts about them? What are your thoughts about people who don't have money, who are, who, who are on the street homeless? Like, what are your thoughts about them? And when you start to notice your thoughts, you can see how you're limiting yourself in certain ways on, on both ends of the spectrum. It's, it's funny that, that you don't even realize that you have those thoughts about both sides of the equation, no matter what, even, even including yourself. And uh, funny, the first thing that came to my mind when, when, uh, when you said affluent people was and it's a saying that we all say is more money more problems right and you know a part of the reason why we would share or justify being in a place that we're at is because we've already attached that if i get more something's going to happen if i get more if somebody's going to need more from me or i'm going to have to give more to whoever um you know because of circumstances that's just going to pop just going to just come up and uh you know the same thing with somebody on the street and I, i've done some some mean things to some people on the street um but just um <laughs> just <laughs> assuming that uh that they're beneath you because they have less and again you know the funniest part about it is whenever you get to the point where you don't have anything if you have that kind of feeling about somebody else that doesn't have it the picture that you know that it paints about yourself and this is re it's part of the reason why you feel the way that you feel um i don't yeah. know if this is a comment that we can read let me see oh no oh, no, no, no okay 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 yeah uh so there, there's a saying i think it's in the bible it's like he that that has more should be given those that don't should be taken away and it's like what you just said like it, it's that that mindset so let's say someone ridicules people that are, are homeless or, or, or in poverty and they think they're better than them. Well, they fear being in poverty themselves because now they're like, they're like oh, look, how I'm going to be looked. People are not going to respect me. They're, they're imparting all the all the characteristics that they themselves impart on others. They're feeling feeling that themselves. And um, so I'll say this. One of the things that was pointed out to me on my spiritual journey that that just changed my life is the oneness of it all. And what I mean by that is the link between giving having being and, and true knowledge and i'll give an example so instead of money i'll use love right so everybody says lead with love give love give love so in order to give love you have to have love to give you can't give love unless you have have love uh and the the thinking is the the egoic thinking as they say is the more you give the less you have to give but it's actually the opposite because as soon as you give love, you receive it back. Like you see it back, you you feel better for it. You actually have more than you started off with by what you give. Um, and then 
in order to in order to have love, you have to be in the state of being love. You have to be love itself. That's the only way you have it to give. And the more you're in that state of being, the more you actually have and the more that you can actually give. And in order to be love, you have to know love like And that's true. Not like knowledge, knowing, giving, having, being is all the same. And if we apply this to money, you might say, well, now money's different because when you give it, you lose it. Look at it in terms of value. You can give value without necessarily giving money. Money, money could be value as well. But the more value you give, the more people you want to be around people that you value. Like you, if you, you value your family, obviously you want to be around your family and like you give them value. They also give you back value and you have value, you know, value. And we can apply this across the board if we allow it. So just to kind of touch on that a, a, a quick second, right? And um, I, I love the way that you put it. And I, I can't do it the way that you, but I'm going to point out when you said money, you changed the definition of money, which I love. And that's that's another big part of mindfulness. I, I said that when you're mindful, you're open-minded to the possibilities of anything, right? But because we're so finite and a definition even though there's multiple words in the english vocabulary that mean tons of things right like they mean like a lot of stuff we can't get outside of our our thought process of money as something physical that you exchange that has a, a dollar amount and then when you say provide value to people that could be mindfulness as well and understanding that any kind of value can be money any kind of you know um a, a transaction that doesn't have like now we don't even walk around with dollar bills anymore like we don't even walk around with cash no more it's all on cards and you can say that a card is money now um that's how the kids think about it and i just love the fact that you pointed it out and and again when you're open-minded that way now you can see how I, I hate to use value but you can see how the 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 relationship that you were making with love makes sense because now there's a a, a transaction of, of love in a sense that you're bartering among amongst people and that you can recreate as much as you want to as long as your mind is in the right place go ahead jay yeah yeah and and, and speaking of that like values in, in our mind we, we don't always see the i don't say screwed up but like how we don't see things i, I remember hearing an example and I'm, I'm gonna mess it up but like Somebody might wait in line for an hour to save twenty five percent off something that costs ten dollars. You know what I mean? And like, and people they make way more, some people make way more than that per hour, but they they'll waste it just trying to save two dollars and fifty cents for for an example. When um, I don't know, they can go somewhere else where they don't have to wait and it's just as valuable. But you, you get, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Like it, it's. You, you pay that full price of $10, but what you're gaining in the time aspect, if you value time in that way, is way more than you just sitting there being mad. Like, why is this line long? Why isn't it, why isn't it moving? Why is this? Why is that? And we don't realize how we rob ourselves of value by, by attaching to things we think are deals or ways we're getting over on some system or someone. But I, I would even go a step further, too. And I'm 100% I'm, I'm with you on that as well. But that also, even in those situations, missing the moment because of the frustration that we've allowed to creep in. Because at the end of the day, there's no, there's, there's no right and no wrong in that in that standpoint, right? Like, whatever decision you make is the right decision until it starts to cost you more than you are willing to pay. In a sense, you know what I'm saying. And so, like, you thought standing in that line to save the $2.50 was worth it until it wasn't worth it no more. But the opportunity is there for when you're standing in that line to say, you know what, I chose to do this for the reason that I chose to. No matter what it is, now there's opportunity for something else to come in as long as I don't allow it to change my mindfulness and the positive thought process that I have about what I'm doing. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, like when you said pay more than, than it costs, in a sense, or more than more cost than you're willing to pay, uh, it made me think of, okay, have you ever been in a dream and it just started getting crazy? And you're like, man, I'm out of here. And you just yeah. you either wake up or you just change your dream. Have you done that? Yeah. Like, okay, so I've done that plenty of times. But not only that, 
I've done this in this so-called waking state where like you just see something that's just not right. You're like, I'm not playing this game no more. I'm not yeah. going to do this. This is this is not for me. And as soon as you do that, as soon as you make that decision, reality changes. And it, it, it's, it's mind boggling. But that's why when people say wake up, that's what they mean. There, there's so many dreams that we're in that, that we don't realize we actually have control over by making the decision to choose something else, to see something else, to to act differently, to be a part of something new, expansive that that resonates with us instead of just accepting it like oh, this is how it is and it sucks. But go ahead. So 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 I would again show how that's a lack of mindfulness, especially when it comes to money. Right. Um, and again, just going back to the example that me and Charnay, you know, have when we were talking about, you know, our kid cleaning the toilets, like she couldn't get past the fact that she felt like it equated to a life not worth living. You see what I'm saying? Like, like there's no way that he can like, again, there's no way that he cannot have cannot be successful cleaning toilets. Right. Um, now, the crazy part is, like you, you said, in life we all do these things like i worked in corporate america for a long time long like long like more than feel like half my life at this point i, I worked in corporate america for a long time and the entire time i was doing it because my mindfulness i wasn't open-minded about what was capable with money or not having money period right and so i think that's the i think that's the main point here like we've already crafted the end result for every avenue of life that we could go through, not being mindful of the opportunities that lay on the other end. Now, it took for me to be let go for me to open my mind and say, well, since now I'm let go, let me figure out how I can make a life uh, without going the route that somebody told me that I had to. And if I go this route, it's not going to be as disastrous as I thought in the beginning. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And, and speaking of like just lifestyles. Right. So, OK, this past weekend, I, well, well, yesterday, um, I've been separating out like I had business expenses that I was paying for through my personal. And I, I really just separated the rest of those out. And when I started, when I look back at my personal, I don't even really buy anything like, you know, what I mean? like like everything I do is for what I'm doing, what I enjoy doing, which is my, my businesses. And so when I looked at that, I was like, wow, like. You really don't need much in terms of just monetary things to be happy. Like my my, if you just look at my my personal bills, it's just regular stuff like uh, mortgage and and groceries, pretty much, and, and and just regular bills. But it's not anything extra, and I'm I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I'm I'm like oh I wish I could buy this. I wish I can get this. Um, and even that, I know that once I make a decision to receive something, it would be as easy as making that decision to receive. And I, I say that to, to say that like. We look at the lifestyles we want and we think we need all of this money for it. This could be true in some cases because you might want a, a moneyful lifestyle, but it doesn't have to be. And, and my point is loosen that that grip on, on all beliefs and expand it. Like you, you can receive all the money, you can receive none, but you can still live the, the life that you've always wanted. And that's just that's just secondary. Like it, it's going to bend to your will based on your decision. And to me, that, that drives home the whole point. Uh, now, I'm, I, I don't want to talk about a lack of money. I want to talk about an, an abundance of money or being able to be mindful about the way that you use the money that you have to satisfy those life goals. Because the reality of it is there's a fictitious life that we continuously think about that involves a whole bunch of stuff that we don't want. And that's where I think being mindful is important. And I, and I love the fact that you I've done the same thing where I've looked at my bank statements. And I've realized that I only spend money on stuff that I want to do. Now, it doesn't mean that there's other things that I don't want to do. But the, the, the issue with it all is I haven't been mindful enough to figure out a way to make it happen with the resources that I currently have. The reason why I say that is because I've seen people do some of the most amazing things with no money, right? Stuff that they wanted. And I didn't even fathom that it could even be possible. Now, I want to give you an example, right? I have some I have some people that I was working for uh, in real estate. And 
uh, I was taking them to go, you know, sh showing them all of these houses. Now, something that most customers do when I'm shopping them around for houses, they look at the house and then they talk about all the things that they could buy. Oh, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do this. If I save up the money for this, I'm going to do this and all these different things, right? So this one family that I'm taking around to show houses, they're looking at it the exact same way that these other people look at it. But the one something came out of one of the math, they said, okay, they have these habitats for humanity. And so in that moment, it's not like this person was looking for anything cheap or anything less than anybody else was looking for, but because there's a level of mindfulness that they have based off of their current financial situation, they figured out a way to still get the exact same stuff, the exact same quality and satisfy that need. And again, that's where I talk about limitations that you give yourself um, because you're not willing to be mindful about what's available or what you possibly can do. Now, this person that these people that I'm talking about, they had all of these different avenues lined up for them for when they moved into their house that they were going to utilize in order to put themselves in a situation to have even more than I have today. And I'm like, wow, like my mind was blown. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah. And, and I want to say, so, okay. So, so one thing you said was um, like, you haven't figured out how to make it happen yet. And one thing that I, I would say, because I've I've been that in that same boat, is it's not necessarily our job to make it happen. It's just our job to decide and believe it's going to happen. And the way we show that belief is in our actions. Like like you said, like they're lining it up. They're they're prepared for receiving this stuff. They're like, oh no, this is happening. Um, I, I have these avenues, but I know this is going to happen. They're they're holding that vision, and we forget that. Like we think, okay, I, I need some master plan. I need something. No, we just hold the vision. Whether figuratively, spiritually, however you hold visions, uh, if you got to write it out, if you got to see it, or if you just, but just believe in it, it's faith. As they say, faith without action is dead. Like if you if you make the decision of what you want and you hold that belief, like it's it's going to happen. So it's really a matter of preparing yourself, making doing the exercises to make yourself believe that you can do something. Like even even again, physical exercises. Is the, is the catalyst by way people think that they can have the body of their dreams. But there are some people that do the same regimen, but they don't have the same body. They eat the same way, they don't have the same body. But it's, it's your mindset and the, the actions just facilitate, they help you practice that mindset. So, I, and I wanna drive this home too, because you said, uh, damn, what are the words that you said? Uh, the belief, yeah. um, the the, that's all mindfulness. That's all putting it in the forefront. Because again, when I talk about my client um, utilizing these different tools, like there was not a lack of belief that that mother was going to happen. It, like the, the, the funny part about it is them telling me, I know that there was a process that they had to follow through in order for these things to happen. But the process was not an obstacle to them. It was more like, I'm going to do this and this is going to happen. And I love that uh, because the reality of it is that mindfulness can only come through a, the, a strong belief and practice, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about practicing actually facilitating it happening before, but practicing telling yourself that it's going to happen over and over again. And that's when you can remove, you know, the money talk or you can start to build with your money talking and saying, okay, well, I'm going to utilize these. And when I have, or if with the money that I have, I can utilize this in, in this way in order to benefit me, you know, entirely differently. But I, I just, I just love the thought process of being open-minded about what's in front of you. And, and that makes your money grow exponentially in itself. Go ahead, Jay. It's funny you said that about like the, the lack that there was no lack of belief. So check this out. Okay, this morning playing basketball, uh, the second game I played, our, our team, if you were just to look at the teams, we looked like the inferior team, like we were going to get beat bad. But the people that I've I, I played with these people before, and I know we could beat this other team, no problem. So I'm playing, we played, we lost. So afterwards, um, I hear them talking and they were mad because like, just the way they play, like the they, they play where everybody can play. So you might just end up on a messed up team. And they were kind of mad at that process. And I pointed out to them, I'm like, y'all mad at the process. We could have won that game. 
but I see that y'all had a defeated mindset before we even began. Like you and 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 then when I started to think about it, I was like, it reflected how you played. You were rushing stuff. You were trying to be a one man person, do this and and do that. But I was like, I've seen the craftiness that each one has, and they were like, dang, that is true. Like we were defeated before we even started. And, and that was another thing too. They was like, yeah, the other team, they were just playing with us. I'm like, that's more of a reason where we should have just easily beat them and made them play for real. But but uh, but the other teammates, which I didn't know while we were playing, they had already conceded and that's important because think about the things that you do moving forward how you could have already con conceded too and so you never tried which is why it's important just get your mind right first when people say get your mind right get your mind right so you can see yourself actually doing what it is that you want to do look i'm gonna tell you so you and i and i don't know if you know this but right now as an adult dog I guess we were adults then too. So, but right now, as an older adult, right? If you was to tell me, Troy, we finna go to Miami, let's let's go. You don't understand the process that I have to go through in order for me to say, okay, I'm finna go to Miami. Now, I'm just gonna say, wife and kids aside, I'm just gonna talk about money. The mentality for me today in this moment, I would have to be like, okay, let me figure out how I'm gonna make this mug happen, right? Like, because I know. The times that we went to Miami and stayed, it was always during Memorial Day and spring break. There are going to be the most expensive times that you can go and get a room, a hotel in Miami, or do anything. I mean, anything, right? Now, as an adult, if you told me during spring break or Memorial Day, Troy, we're going to go to Miami, I'll be figuring out, okay, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, dog. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because me and you went two or three times. I can't remember how many it was at this point, right? Now time, did we have enough money to go? Now, I didn't know that we didn't have enough money to go, but I'm just saying, now time that we went to Miami, I'm 100% sure we didn't have money to go. And I would tell you, now time that we went, that we feel like we did not have money to go. The, 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 this is where the mindfulness has to be strong because we went down there without a room. We went down there without, like, there was nothing, there was not a, 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 a bone in my body that was shaking like it wasn't going to work out. And not only that, I knew that I was open-minded enough to know that we were going to, it was going to work itself out. We were going to find a place. It was going to be a good place. An like, we, we, we knew. And it. Go ahead. I know you got something to say. Yeah, no, no. I'm, 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 I still laugh at how we got that room to this day. That's just, that's hilarious. But not only that, like, we, while we were there, we we lived like kings. You know what I mean? Like, it was all these opportunities available. Woody, I won't believe the opportunities that was thrown at us. And just, it it was, yeah, it, like, we, like, we had no doubts about our experience there. And, and it showed out. Our experience matched or even exceeded our expectations. And see, to me, this is where, again, mindfulness plays a big role because, like I told you, the mindfulness can work in a negative way, which I think that's kind of how we all operate. We see a circumstance, um, especially when it comes to money, and we automatically deem it impossible or hard. Just even thinking about going to Miami right now, it's hard because of what I've built up in myself to do it, Right. But I still remember the first time you and I went, and I don't know how much of this you remember, spring break was upon us. We wasn't even planning on going nowhere. And then literally we was like, you want to just go to Miami? Let's just rent a car and just go. And we literally just got in the car and just went. We had no thought in us that it was not possible. Yeah. Go ahead. Not only that, I mean – even at that point, we had, we had sold the seeds of just doing stuff. So, like, for example, um, I probably knew you a couple of times. Like, we made a song. We probably sold a few CDs together. But I didn't really know you. You was like, hey, me and three other, me and two other people going to, like, uh, to Mardi Gras. Yeah, you want to go? Mardi yes. Gras, yeah. I don't know none of y'all. I just jumped in. But we had the time <laughs> of our life. And we was taking care of every step of the way. And we had college money then, which was no money. And no money. We, and, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> like, and, and again. That's the most amazing thing of, about it. And, 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 it, and it points out the limitations that we give ourselves. Now, again, I'm going to say that I think that even with 
you know, this is it's crazy. You know, they say with the faith faith of a mustard seed. You know, that's the whole other thing. But like, we have a lack of mindfulness when it comes to money, which is where all the limitations come from. We believe that the certain amount hinders us from accomplishing specific goals. And that's the reason why I told the story about my person in Habitat for Humanity. Um, but not only that, like, in my line of business, bro, I run into so many people, this is what's crazy, that tell me that they don't have enough to buy a house. But they live live somewhere now. <laughs> that they pay probably more than they would pay in the house. But because of the constructs of their own financial situation, they've cut them they cut themselves off. Just like me talking about Miami. Like it, it, it's it's sad even in this conversation when I was telling you and I thought about going to Miami, I felt limited, like it was impossible. And um it, it, it again it just goes to show you that you have it's a it's a work in the progress that you have to be on. You have to put forth the effort to remove those restraints. You have to open your mind up and be mindful that the limitations are only the things that you set for yourself. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, two things. So the first, I, I found out why they why the saying is about the mustard seed because I found out like mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds in the seed mm -hmm. community, and overnight it can grow taller than the tallest tree, like the the mustard whatever it grows. It can be the top, but overnight, and that sounds like overnight success. Like everything really is possible. And, and, and secondly, when you brought up about um, the people that don't believe they can be in the house, I, I've been there. I've witnessed you talking to clients or, or people where they're like. Well, I, I can't I can't afford a house like do you, you say, well, do you stay somewhere now? Do you pay at least this? They're like, yeah, you can afford a house. Well, my, my credit's bad. Well, we can take care of that. Well, like insert excuse here. They they weren't willing to see past their own limitation. And in some aspects, we're the same way with whatever insert, whatever limitation we have here. But when we step outside of ourselves and be mindful of what we're doing in the moment, we can sidestep that limitation and say, why do I have this limitation? I, let but me it, let me try to to overcome this. And that's the that's the craziest part about it is mindfulness is the easiest thing that we could do. It doesn't cost us anything, but it's so difficult for us to decide that. Let me be mindful again with what I have to maximize it. Like we don't even want to take the time to maximize what's in front of us. Because, and, you know, that's a, a part of society, the way that we are. Like, everything is so, you know, cookie cutters. Everything's so easy, easily accessible, convenient, all these different things. But, again, to sit back and say, you know what? I really want to go to Miami, right? I got $2. You know, hold on. Let me, let, let me, let me tell you something. This just popped up. There's this, there's this, uh, this guy. That my son TJ, which is my 12-year-old, all that don't know, he watches. And uh, it was one of the most amazing videos that I saw. There's a guy who's walking on Venice Beach, and he says that I'm going to use this penny, and that I'm going to make this penny take me all the way to New York, right? And so, of course, I'm locked in because the reason why I'm locked in because I know I have a lack of mindfulness. Like we we tend to tune in or be locked into things that we feel like are of us but not of us at the same time. So I'm locked in. I'm like I want to see if he can do it because the reality in my mind is he ain't gonna be able to get all the way to New York with this one penny. So what he does is he goes down he goes uh, down the beach and he has his penny and he goes and asks everybody, hey, do you have a pen that I can write with? Do you have a pen that I can write with? I pay you a penny for the pen. And so he finds somebody that finally gives him a penny. He gives him a penny. Then he goes back and says, hey, guys, I'm trying to, he goes to, he's going to random people out on the beach and saying, hey, I'm trying to make some money so that way I can do this. Can somebody buy this pen for me, for, from me for a dollar? So somebody ends up buying a pen for a dollar. Then he goes and he buys a bottle of water and he sells a bottle of water for like $2. Then he goes and buys multiple bottles. And then there's this whole thing that he's doing all this, all recorded, right? And he ends up getting enough money for a bus ticket to the next city. And eventually, you know, long story short, he ends up in New York. He figured that mug out, like, within a week's time. And my, my 
the reason why I'm saying it is because there was no limitation that he allowed to put in front of him. There was only solutions. And a part of being mindful is always coming up with a solution. Even when you're talking to yourself, when you have that self-talk, not saying I don't have enough to do this, saying I have enough to do this, where can this lead me to? Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and, and even stories like that, like some people might say I could never do that, blah, 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 but we do it all the time. We just don't realize it. Like, like getting home, getting from a destination back home, something could happen. You could have a flat tire. You're not gonna say, oh, I guess I'm never going home again. I'm gonna give up on that dream. Like what? No, you're gonna you're gonna either repair it. You're gonna call somebody. You're gonna do what you need to do to get home. It might be a detour. Like the road might be closed. You're gonna get to your destination, which is home, because in your mind, that's where I'm supposed to be. That's where my heart is. That's where. That's why I love being. That's my beingness is at my home. And when we can apply that to everything else, we're gonna get there no matter what. No matter the roadblocks. No matter the the, the incidents, accidents, whatever. We're gonna go there. We're not gonna just stop yeah you know the, the other thing that i think about with this is that there are tons of examples of exactly what you're talking about what i'm talking about for us to kind of lean on and one of them is and again i don't know everybody in this world but most people that i know have all gotten something free before everybody you go to the doctor you're a kid just for showing up they give you a lollipop i'm just saying but I've literally walked into places and they were just like, you know, here you go. And then you you can roll. But again, some construct in us tells us the only way that we can get these things are if we pay for them. When we know it's absolutely not true. And we have tons of examples. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even, I mean, again, we've been kids before, right? We didn't know. We didn't have a real concept of money before. We just heard what our parents said or our guardian or whoever around us said about money. But we didn't know. Like we would, we just knew what we wanted, and some kind of way it'll make it happen. Whether it's whether it's our parents, whether it's Santa Claus, whether it's a, a, a relative, like whatever, we would find a way because we didn't have that lack mentality as a kid. But then somewhere along the way, we started to believe in the hype or the misconception that you have to you have to work for what you receive. You have to. I mean, you can work for it, and I enjoy doing work for certain things, but you don't have to, and that's the most important thing. The, the, the crazy part about that mug is when does that even happen? Because my kids, using my kids as an example, my kids really could think that we're like genies or something. Like, straight up, like, because they want it and then we get it. And it's not to say that they don't they don't work because they go to school, you know, they do all of these different things that we're in turn. And I think that's probably kind of how that mug turns out because we're telling them because you did this we're getting you this, or because of this, we're we're doing this. But but again, the reality of that mug is, if they really, if they could really process it in a way that we're talking it right now, they will understand that you're only getting good grades because of your school. Really, you're wanting other stuff, and it's just coming to you. Your parents love you. We want you to be happy, just like everybody in the world. Like who walks around and doesn't want people to be happy? So like. You know, I, and I'm gonna tell you this story again too. Uh, when when I went to Sacramento that time, and uh, I had uh, went to that game for uh, to go see LeBron play, and I'm sitting in the stands. And again, I bought these tickets. I don't know what these tickets do. I don't know what they're for. But I was so it. I was so in happy, elated, enjoy. Like I was. I had to be radiating for people to be looking at me. Because I was sitting right there happy. So much so that the security guard was looking at me and was like, hey, man, come here. And, like, of all the people over here, you see, like, I'm just glowing. And he, he like, come come holler at me. And I'm like, okay, what's up? He's like, well, you know you can go down here with the players, right? And now it's even ten times more. But, but the thing is, though, the happiness spreads. He, he pulled me in. And allow me to go even further than I even thought. When you're mindful, appreciative, it will grow. It expands. It go. It helps you to get even further. But again, if I'm sitting back and saying, okay, I spent all of this money right here, sitting in this seat, and I'm looking like I'm just relieved that I'm in the place that I'm at, that changes the whole dynamic of everything. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. I want to go back to what you were saying about, like, you know, kids and things. It took me back to my, I guess, mentality as a kid with, with money. 
So as a kid, I kept money, like, but it was for the, the framework of the things I wanted, like toys and snacks. As I got older, video games, like I like, which which is more than toys and snacks, but I was able to attune to it because it's like, oh, okay, if this is what I want. I gotta figure out a way. I I, I gotta politic to these people, I gotta do this to this, whatever. Like I'm I'm gonna get these games. And I and I was able to do that and still keep money for my range. But at the same time, like when you hear when I would hear something like a thousand dollars or ten thousand or even more, I'm like, that's a lot of money. I can't, I can't fathom that. But it but had I been introduced to that in a different way, perhaps I would have formulated a similar plan or a similar way to be able to, oh yeah, I can keep this amount of money. I can do that. And and, and a lot of times I think um parents don't always award their kids that opportunity to to say, okay, look, I know you want this, I want this too. This is how much it costs. Let's figure it out. Let's let's what can we do to to do this? And you know, like kids, kids will figure out something, you know, it, but, but uh, a lot of times that, that, that's not the case. And I just say that to say like, there's always a new way to do everything. No. So when I first got into real estate, I was, uh, either I was listening to a podcast or I was reading a book about this guy and the guy, he never told his family. No, he never told his wife, no to anything. He never told his kids, no to anything. He never said no. But what he would do was he was a realtor. So what he would say is like his wife would come to him and be like, I want this new car. And he, he would say, OK, cool. You can have this new car. We need to sell five houses. Right. There was always a, a solution. So what his wife would in turn do was she would get engaged with him and help him do all that he needed to do to get that goal. When his kids would say they want something, he was like, OK, cool. You can have it. We got to sell two houses. And I know this is kind of. Um, a, a step away from what we're talking about because we're saying you don't have to do anything for anything but also when it comes to mindfulness and changing the way that people think saying that you can't have it in turn he just pretty much told them you can have whatever you want to let's go get it together and I think that's an, another piece to that as well go ahead Jay yeah I I love that like it's yeah like, like you said like it, it's it's a big step if you go from you can't till you can because. you might have to do something to get it that's still a, that's still a big step and in the same way from that to you don't have to do anything you can just have it now it's a step two but but either way you're not closing the door saying that you can't have this and that, and that's what a lot of people do they like we'll look at others we'll revere them for certain things and we'll say oh that can never be me i wouldn't do that i wouldn't want to do that but go ahead and, and and the reason why i thought about that story is because of the story that you were saying that saying that when you first saw ten thousand dollars you was like <gasps> That's a lot of money. And if it had been presented to you a different way, then you wouldn't have been appalled by the amount. And that's the reason why I thought about this guy, because when his kids came to him or his wife came to him, it was never that's a lot of money. So they never were able to inter like to learn that behavior. They were more like, oh, that's ten thousand dollars. Let me go make this ten thousand dollars so I can get it, which was a thing. Um, but I, I want to just throw this in there, too, because. Uh, I was not present with you when you were a kid, but there's an image of you in my head as a kid, funny, sitting in front of the TV. And the reason why is because one of the th stories that you told me when uh, that that you did when you was a kid, when something came on the TV that you wanted, you would just sit in front of that mug and say, "I want that, I 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 want." That, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, I, it's funny. But I think it's tied to the show because I think that that was a, a piece of mindfulness, right? Like, even as a kid, you didn't feel like it was something that you couldn't have. You just felt like, in order for me to get this, this is what I'm going to have to do. And so you would just do that mug until either, I guess somebody told you no or they got that mug for you. So, I, you know, it's it's you know, the way that we approach stuff is everything. Go ahead, Jay. But but also, too, shout out to my parents because it, it wasn't like I wanted things as a kid. I mean, I wanted things as a kid, but it was like I had a lot as a kid. And then even getting older and wondering how they did this for three kids on the budget that they had. And, and I'm looking at my budget like, if I had a kid, I, I really be doing like, <laughs> like, how they do it? How did they do this? And it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a main reason to see, but they had the mindset too that yeah, we just gonna figure it out. It's, it's gonna happen. We we gonna make this happen. We still gonna enjoy life and still have our kids enjoy life. So so shout out to our parents real quick, <clears throat> um, 
because the, the, the funny the, the reason why I want to shout this out because something that's touted in the black community and it's the truth but it's something that we, we kind of hold up is that <clears throat> there was a lack of education you know in the previous generations but not only that nobody taught them how money works which is a, it's funny in this whole conversation that we're having and the reason why I say that um, the reason why I say that is because though they were not taught about money, the care that they were supposed the care that we have for it, potentially they, they didn't have, which means those limitations that we have that they didn't have. Because like you said, you can look and say, man, if I had a kid, woo, I don't know what's going on. But and they and, and for them, they had the kids like even my mama like. You know, it's not like my daddy was there financially providing anything for my mom. My mama just did that much. But the other part about that mug, and you made me think about this, I remember a, a, a Christmas where my mama not only bought bikes for me and my brother, but she also bought it for other people in our family and other people in our apartment. She just bought bikes. And funny enough, my mom is doing that now. Um, she's in Oklahoma. She don't got no kids now, you know, to take care of. But they they go buy bikes for church and stuff, right? For kids at church. And again, it's just one of those things that show you that the kids that got didn't have to have anything in order to get it. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and not only that, it just goes to show for the for the amount of people that that desire bikes, it's people who desire to give bikes to give the people. Like, like every everything is like that. No matter what, no matter what your desire is, there are energies and things that's that really desires to give it to you and we only stop it because we don't think it's possible and so it's like we're literally blocking that from our viewpoint yeah and and you would ask you would wonder like how in the world is she taking care of three kids and still buying bikes for somebody else it's crazy but i'm gonna say this because i know we at the, we're pretty much at the end of the show um you know look if i could tell you anything when it comes to mindfulness and money would be that let's stop leading you know we you know we say lead with love let's stop leading with limitations right um look and see what you have right if 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 money is the the deal and expand your thinking on what you can do with it expand your thinking on how it can expand in itself right um it's been plenty of times where we had a lot of money in my house and then we're we're not mindful of what we're doing and then there's times when we don't have enough money in my house and we're mindful about everything we eat about like we we get very detailed and i'm not saying that you have to be detailed about the money i'm saying be mindful about it be mindful about once you are not lacking per se what it can really do and then when you are lacking realize what you're really doing right because when you're when you feel like you're at a place of lack you're even more functional and I you like you you do way more than you even give yourself credit for uh, but yeah man I appreciate everybody joining us we love y'all without y'all we wouldn't be here we'd be doing something but we definitely wouldn't be here and Jay you know you can end us with the, whatever words you got to say yeah I, I just want to just reiterate what you said and say yes wholeheartedly and and do the exercises necessary to just practice that mindset like, like, again, like it, it's a new mindset, so it, it might take a little time, but it might not. It could be as easy as a snap of the finger, but do as necessary to have yourself believe it and just watch how quickly it, it is presented to you in the present. Present, presented, yes, yeah, it's cool. So, uh, okay. One more thing, I, and I just want to say, too, in the, in the spirit of the term broke or not having zero, uh, or the term of having zero money, because I know we, we touched on that, like, take the negative stigmatism away from being broke as well. Because I would tell you when you don't have any money, you have all the opportunity in the world. Like you have all the opportunity in the world when you have no money because you're open to everything. But go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and remember everyone, you're a perfect creation. Oh, wait, 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 before I say that, before I say that, I found this helpful. Hit the share button. Share with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate everybody rocking with us. And remember, you're a perfect creation made by a perfect creator. So you might as well accept your perfection and enter perfect mode. Yeah. If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down?
or step into your perfection. Welcome to Perfect where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper and spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Perfect!